Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Samuel chapter 18. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. Whatever mission Saul sent David on, he was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the troops and Saul's officers as well. When the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing and joyful songs and with timbrels and lyres. As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. The next day, an evil spirit from God came forcefully on Saul. He was prophesying in his house while David was playing the lyre, as he usually did. Saul had a spear in his hand, and he hurled it, saying to himself, I'll pin David to the wall. But David eluded him twice. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David, but he had departed from Saul. So he sent David away from him and gave him a command over a thousand men, and David led the troops in their campaigns. In everything he did, he had great success because the Lord was with him. When Saul saw how successful he was, he was even more afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he led them in their campaigns. Saul said to David, Here is my older daughter, Merab. I will give her to you in marriage, only serve me bravely and fight the battles of the Lord. For Saul said to himself, I'll not raise a hand against him. Let the Philistines do that. But David said to Saul, Who am I and what is my family? or my clan in Israel, that I should become the king's son-in-law. So when the time came for Merab, Saul's oldest daughter, to be given to David, she was given in marriage to Adriel of Meholah. Now Saul's daughter, Michael, was in love with David. And when they told Saul about it, he was pleased. I will give her to him, he thought, so that she may be a snare to him, and so that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. So Saul said to David, Now you have a second opportunity to become my son-in-law. Then Saul ordered his attendants, Speak to David privately and say, Look, the king likes you, and his attendants all love you. Now become his son-in-law. They repeated these words to David, but David said, Do you think it's a small matter to become the king's son-in-law? I'm only a poor man and little known. When Saul's servants told him what David had said, Saul replied, 
Say to David that the king wants no other price for the bride than a hundred Philistine foreskins to take revenge on his enemies. Saul's plan was to have David fall by the hand of the Philistines. When the attendants told David these things, he was pleased to become the king's son-in-law. So before the allotted time had even elapsed, David took his men with him and went out and killed 200 Philistines and brought back their foreskins. They counted out the full number to the king so that David might become the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave his daughter Michael in marriage. When Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter Michael loved David, Saul became still more afraid of him, and he remained his enemy the rest of his days. The Philistine commanders continued to go out to battle, and as often as they did, David met with more success than the rest of Saul's officers, and his name became well known. So I want to just talk about David for a little minute before I talk about this chapter. David's characteristics are being slowly revealed. Uh, We've been told now that he's handsome, he's humble, he's brave, he's a lover of God, he's a worshiper of God. Uh, We'll come to know him better as time goes forward as a poet, as a songwriter, as someone who's quick to obey God, but also capable of sin, and, and when he sins, quick to repent. So the Lord is observing all this, and um, Saul is observing David as well, and not liking what he sees. In this chapter, Saul's son Jonathan, who has already proven himself to be a brave man and an excellent soldier, Jonathan comes to love David and admire him after the episode with Goliath. The Bible says Jonathan became one in spirit with David and made a covenant with David. And then verse 4, Jonathan takes off his robe and gives it to David, along with his tunic, his sword, his bow, and his belt. Now, friends, these were not just garments. These were articles of his office as the prince of Israel, Saul's apparent successor. Jonathan symbolically was taking off the articles of succession and conveying them to David. This did not escape Saul's notice. And the Bible records it for our information. Our culture is is different than theirs. But when Saul observed that Jonathan loved David to the point of essentially offering him uh, the succession after Saul, it was a very big deal. And Jonathan, um, from all accounts, was a very godly man. This was a genuine thing. And so Saul begins to send David out on missions and um puts him over a thousand soldiers, and David's very successful. Saul is displeased with the women singing that Saul has slain thousands and David has slain ten thousands. And Saul tries to come up with a way to get rid of David. And so in in verse 10, um, an evil spirit comes on Saul, and Saul had a spear in his hand. So he tries to pin David to the wall with his, his spear, not once, but twice. And David got away because the Lord was with David. And then um, he came up with another plan to kill David by proxy. He said, you know, you can marry my older daughter, Merab, but uh, you got to go fight the Philistines. And so David did fight the Philistines, but he didn't get the daughter. And then yet another plan came up. Um, Saul's youngest daughter, Michael, loved David. 
and this became known to Saul. So Saul thought, well, I'll use Michael as bait to kill David. So he said, I want you to go and get a hundred Philistine foreskins as a, a bride price for my daughter. Now, this meant he had to kill a hundred Philistines. Obviously, they weren't going to give up the foreskins um, without a fight. And so he had to kill him. And Saul's plan was, out of these hundred men, somebody's going to kill David. But David not only killed the hundred, he killed two hundred. And so uh, Michael was given to David in marriage. In verse 28, we read, when Saul realized that the Lord was with David and his daughter loved David, Saul became still more afraid of him and he remained his enemy the rest of his days. Now, friends, that's a very sad epitaph. Um, Saul was jealous of David. Saul um, was jealous of the Lord's hand on David and chose to become his enemy. And it was a choice for the rest of his days. And so, Lord, uh, we recognize this evolving relationship between uh, Jonathan and David. And, Lord, the Bible tells us some about young Jonathan, uh, enough to where we could admire him and admire his character. Lord, he and David were friends in spite of Jonathan's father's opinion of David. Jonathan loved David. And Jonathan's sister, Michael, apparently loved David, at least at this stage of their relationship, But somehow Saul saw only threat, and Saul um, rose up in bitterness and jealousy toward David, not in um, admiration and love like others in his family had. Lord, may we be those who are able to see your hand on others without jealousy. Lord, may we applaud your relationship with others. May we see men and women of virtue in your kingdom and help them, Lord, to be who they're called to be. Lord, forgive us if we've been jealous in any way towards any of your children. And Lord, help us to be those that support your purposes in other people's lives. Lord, we want to be like Jesus in that respect, who came as a servant, and not to be served, but to serve others. Lord, may we be among those who serve others in your name as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.